0: And a very good day. This is Pastor Mark with Touch of God. And this week we continue on reading from Romans chapter 6 in the Amplified Classic Edition. And uh, we ended on verse 10 last week, which was, For by the death he, Jesus, died. He died to sin, ending his relation to it once for all. And the life that he lives, he is living to God in unbroken fellowship with him verse 11 even so consider yourselves also dead to sin and your relation to it broken but alive to god living in unbroken fellowship with him in christ jesus and you might say if this is the case why do i find it tempting to sin why didn't that temptation just disappear well We have a free will to choose what we want to do, but more importantly, we still have a flesh that needs to be subdued and needs to be brought under submission, and so we have a choice, and we have the willpower to say no to things that are not good for us to look at, or to smoke, to eat with gluttony, to drink alcohol, and all these different things. We must focus on saying no to things and turn away from those things. But we can do that with the grace of God and the power of God, the Holy Spirit, encouraging us and convicting us to continue to live holy as He is holy. Now, we need to be reading the Word of God because the Word of God is spirit. Amen? It's spiritual food, it's what our soul needs. And if we are distracted from the Word of God, then we are feeding our flesh with worldly things. But if we are reading the Word of God, then we are consuming spiritual things, and that will subdue the flesh in the name of Jesus, and it will help you respond to temptations in the right way. Now, verse 12 says, "'Let not sin therefore rule as king in your mortal short-lived perishable bodies.'" To make you yield to its cravings and be subject to its lusts and evil passions. Now I want to highlight here where it says to make you yield. So do not let sin rule as king in your mortal bodies. So you therefore have the ability to not let sin rule in your mortal body. So if we are today thinking that it's all the devil's fault, the devil is forcing us into sin that is not quite accurate. The devil will lead us to look at a temptation. He will try to tempt us, but we have a decision to make at the moment we are tempted. We are not yet in sin until we take action on the temptation. So the devil cannot force you to smoke or to look at something you shouldn't be looking at on the phone or the computer. He cannot force you to lust with your eyes. He can put a person in front of you that you are attracted to, but it is your decision whether you take that thought captive in obedience to Christ, or if you allow your thought to want to indulge in that image or that substance or that thing that is an addiction or could become an addiction for you. We have full control over this. Amen. We have full control, especially now that we are born again with a brand new spirit. But this is why it's important for us to be transformed, Romans chapter 12, verse 2, be transformed by the renewing of our mind. We are no longer to be conformed to this world, amen? But we must be transformed, transformed away from these worldly things and being seduced by temptations and be led by the Holy Spirit under the grace of God and the power of God to focus on Jesus and not the world. Focus on His Word and not novels and news articles and pictures that we shouldn't be looking at. Amen? So the Lord has given us everything we need in Christ, who is within us, to go beyond temptations and not be in bondage by temptations, but we will look at the temptation, but we will look on. We will go past the temptation. We will say no. We will look away, and the temptation will not be able to grab a hold of us because, as Jesus told the devil, you have nothing in me. That was because there was nothing in Jesus that the devil could use to entice for, for Jesus to be led away captive by a temptation that would have ended up being a sin. And remember, we know full well that Jesus had no sin. Amen. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, God made him, Jesus, who had no sin, to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So Jesus never sinned. He may have been tempted in the wilderness by the devil, but every time the devil was tempting Jesus, Jesus' response was, It is written. It is written. It is written. That is how powerful the Word of God is. In all situations, we must apply the Word of God. Now, how do we get away from having these cravings affect us in our lusts and desires and evil passions, according to verse 12? It says, verse 13, Do not continue offering or yielding your bodily members and faculties to sin as instruments, tools of wickedness. But offer and yield yourselves to God as though you have been raised from the dead to perpetual life, and your bodily members and faculties to God, presenting them as implements of righteousness. Verse 14 For sin shall not any longer exert dominion over you, since now you are not under law as slaves, but under grace as subjects of God's favor and mercy. Now you see here that sin does not have any dominion over you. Since you have been born again, remember that God translated you, transferred you, in the book of Colossians, it says this, out of the powers of darkness and moved you into the kingdom of his beloved son Jesus. So you're no longer under the dominion of darkness of sin and sickness and disease. Now you're in the kingdom of the Lord Jesus. But now... You may be positioned there, but is your thinking there or is your thinking still worldly and still believing that you're going to get sick, that you have no power against sin, that sin has got the better of you, that you cannot do a single thing except keep on sinning every day and keep on confessing your sins, and it's a vicious cycle that you want to break out of forever. And you need to get out of this problem you and I need to stay away from sin and if we do sin by accident if we slip we must get up and confess our sins to the Lord immediately do not prolong that first John chapter 1 verse 9 says that if we confess our sins then the Lord is faithful to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness So what happens about this sin, about this temptation? Let's look a little more now if we shift from Romans chapter 6 and we put a bookmark in there and we will come back to Romans chapter 6 next week. Let's look at James chapter 1 verse 12. James chapter 1 verse 12 in the Amplified Classic Edition. It says, blessed, happy to be envied is the man who is patient under trial and stands up under temptation. For when he has stood the test and been approved, he will receive the victor's crown of life which God has promised to those who love him. Now let's pause right there. When you read that for the first time and you do not read the next verse 13, you may be under the impression that because it's a test, you may think that that was God testing you. Therefore, you may think that God was tempting you, but that is not the case. God does not tempt you. And why do we know that? In verse 13, the word of God in James chapter 1, it says, Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted from God. For God is incapable of being tempted by what is evil, and he himself tempts no one. So God cannot be tempted, and God tempts no one. So that means that we are tempted by evil. We are tempted by the powers of darkness. Amen. Now let's have a closer look to see exactly what happens and who makes the decision to go to the temptation and then go to the sin. Verse 14, But every person is tempted when he is drawn away, enticed and baited by his own evil desire, lust, and passions. But every person is tempted when he is drawn away, enticed and baited by his own evil desire, lust, and passions. You can look at a fish, and you can look at a person going fishing. A person going fishing has a fishing rod, and there's a bait on the end of the line, and there's a hook right where the bait is. Now, no one has ever seen anyone in the water pushing a fish towards The bait and the hook. The fish is swimming towards the bait and the hook on its own decision, on its own free will. It's not being controlled. It's being baited. It's being tempted. The fish can sense the bait in the water and it wants to go and eat the bait. But it's not seeing the hook. And when it goes and eats of the bait, then it is hooked. So this is what happens with us. Amen. We are. Are tempted by something and we go and decide, uh, hopefully we, we say no to it, but if on the event we say yes to the temptation, we go and eat of that temptation and then we realize we got hooked by the devil. But the devil never forced us to go eat the bait. We have the free will and the ability to say no to sin, whatever it is. The temptation sometimes is so extreme in our thinking that there is no way we can really have the power to say no. But that is not true. You do have the power to say no. It just takes a lot of discipline to say no. It's a lot easier when you read the Word of God and you spend time with the Lord every day and you focus on the things of the Spirit and not of the flesh. So therefore, the flesh dies. If you are not feeding the flesh, it is not growing, it is not getting into a situation where your flesh is dominating your life. The Spirit needs to dominate your life. You need to be living a life according to the Holy Spirit. Verse 15. Then, after you have been drawn away, enticed, and baited by your own evil desire, lust and passions, verse 15 says, Then the evil desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is fully matured, brings forth death. Remember, the wages of sin is death, according to Romans. Amen? So... There is a process and there is a birth of sin, but remember, it all starts as a temptation and a desire, and when we agree to the temptation, we want to take part in what the temptation is offering. That's when trouble begins. But the Bible also says in Corinthians that Jesus gives us a way of escape. He makes a way of escape, and that way of escape is us saying, no, at any part or time during this situation, whether it's when you are tempted or when you have already sinned, you have the ability to say, no, Lord, help me. Help me out of this. I repent of this sin. I'm going to turn the other way and I'm going to say no. And Lord, I need your grace and your strength to deliver me from these evil temptations and the result of the sin that is tainted my conscience so lord i receive your cleansing of my conscience to be free from unrighteousness according to first john chapter 1 verse 9 amen so that is the situation when it comes to sin we must realize that god is not tempted he does not tempt us the devil tempts us the world tempts us and it is up to us to say no but we have not sinned until we take action on the temptation. Amen. So if you are condemning yourself today because you can't seem to dodge the temptations, you know, there could be temptations that are in the line of our sight every day. We cannot prevent those things from coming into our line of sight. We cannot prevent someone offering us a cigarette or offering us a beer or a wine. Amen. But we can say no, no, thank you no thank you you have not sinned at the point that someone is offering you something that is not your sin it is what you do next that counts and if you slip he's made a way of escape amen his blood is your way of escape but it is not an excuse to sin just because of the blood that was shed by Christ on the cross it is there if we need it but we should not sin we should not choose to sin amen so there is the grace of God Amen. and the love of God that is there to help us and sustain us. But we must saturate our life with the Word of God, study the Word and understand it and be transformed by renewing our mind, Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And the more you consume yourself with the Word, the less time temptations have in your life for you to be baited and hooked by them. Amen. So we read today from Romans chapter 6. And we read back to verse 10, 11, and 12, and 13, and then we went over to James chapter 1, verses 12 through 15. So I want to encourage you to read those verses and take those in, amen, because they are very, very powerful. Galatians chapter 5 also speaks to the situation with our flesh and the desires that we have and the focus on the Holy Spirit that we need to have let me give you these verses out of Galatians chapter 5 verse 16 it says but I say walk and live habitually in the Holy Spirit responsive to and controlled and guided by the Spirit then you will certainly not gratify the cravings and desires of the flesh of human nature without God now this is a very very excellent verse it is full of good news that we are free from sin. We are free from the powers of sin. Amen. But it is also telling us that we must habitually walk and live in the Holy Spirit, being guided by the Spirit, being submissive to God. This is where James chapter 4, verse 7 really comes in, where we are submitting to God. We are resisting the devil, and he will flee. But you cannot resist the devil for him to flee if we don't submit to God first. So submitting to God is seeking him with all of your heart to make him Lord every day of your life, every hour of every day. Keep him as Lord, not just on Sundays, but all the way through the week. Amen. So that he can direct you paths. He can protect you and his Holy Spirit will guide you. And when you read the word of God, the word of God is active and alive. According to Hebrews chapter four, verse 12, in your life, and your spirit is getting fed, and your flesh is getting killed. It's getting subdued. Amen. We are supposed to die to our flesh. We are supposed to crucify our flesh. And we have the power and ability to do that, uh, not of our own strength, but of the strength and the power of the Lord through His Holy Spirit. As we decide with our free will to choose God, then the devil loses out. But we must not make the devil our Lord every day. We must not make sin our Lord. We must not walk that bad path. We must not go that direction because it brings forth death. Amen. According to James 1.15. So verse 16 in Galatians 5 again says, But I say walk and live habitually, not just once a week, right? It says habitually in the Holy Spirit, responsive to and controlled and guided by the spirit that means that you must always be listening to the unction of the holy spirit what does your heart tell you that is where god speaks the most to us amen he can speak to us in a number of ways He can speak to us through a scripture, a rhema word like it jumps off the page. He can speak through someone else. He can speak through nature. He can speak through a worship song. He knows exactly how you can receive him and he will send his word. He will send a message to you whichever way he can because he loves you. So be guided by the spirit, be sensitive, be listening out to doing righteousness, to doing the right thing. You know, Some people will say that's my gut feel. It's in my stomach. I feel I should do this. Pray about that feeling. Amen. Pray about it. Say, Lord, I believe you want me to do this, and I'm going to do this. But if I shouldn't be doing this, then please prevent it from happening. Please give me a feeling in my stomach, that in my heart. I should not do it. Be controlled and guided by the Spirit. Then you will certainly not gratify the cravings and desires of the flesh of human nature without God. So this is very key. If you do not want to be gratified and you don't want to gratify the cravings and desires of the flesh of human nature without God, then we simply have to walk and live habitually in the Holy Spirit, responsive to and controlled and guided by the Spirit. It's simple, but we have a free will to choose whether we will choose the Lord today all the world, the devil, and all the sin today, the temptations and all these things. We need to get in the Word of God because the Word of God will keep your spirit occupied and fed and you will not have time to think or give time to the things that would otherwise tempt you for you to be drawn away of your own lust and desires. Verse 17 in Galatians 5 says, For the desires of the flesh are opposed to the Holy Spirit, And the desires of the Spirit are opposed to the flesh, godless human nature. For these are antagonistic to each other. They are continually withstanding and in conflict with each other. So that you are not free, but are prevented from doing what you desire to do. Verse 18, But if you are guided and led by the Holy Spirit, you are not subject to the law verse 19 now the doings the practices of the flesh are clear they're obvious they are immorality impurity indecency idolatry sorcery enmity strife jealousy anger ill temper selfishness divisions dissensions party spirit factions sex s-e-c-t-s with peculiar opinions and heresies envy drunkenness carousing and the like i warn you beforehand just as i did previously that those who do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of god this is verse 21 where it says that and this is a letter from paul to the galatians remember that verse 22 but the fruit of the holy spirit the work which his presence within accomplishes is love joy gladness peace patience and even temper and forbearance kindness goodness benevolence faithfulness gentleness meekness humility self-control self-restraint and continence against such things there is no law that can bring a charge and those who belong to christ jesus the messiah verse 24 have crucified the flesh the godless human nature with its passions and appetites and desires. If we live by the Holy Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. If by the Holy Spirit we have our life in God, let us go forward walking in line, our conduct controlled by the Spirit. Let us not become vainglorious and self-conceited, competitive and challenging and provoking and irritating to one another, envying and being jealous of one another amen so many great and awesome verses today of course the word of god so powerful so amazing and very freeing if we obey it if we do the sayings and the commandments of the holy spirit inspired word of god and his scriptures amen So that's Galatians chapter 5 that we read from at the end of the program, verses 16 to 26. And I implore you and encourage you to go back over these verses throughout this week and study them, meditate and ponder on them. Amen. That's all the time we have for today. It's been a blessing to talk to you and to teach here today. It is touchofgodradio.org. That's the website. And we're on Facebook, and we're on YouTube under Touch of God Radio, and we would love to hear from your Country code number one on your phone. Country code 1-407-705-3151. That's country code 1-407-705-3151. And also, if you'd like to email us instead, it is touchofgodradio at gmail.com. touchofgodradio at gmail.com. And until next week, you have a blessed week. Amen.